0: Hi, and welcome to Over 50 and and Funny, with comedians Jan McGinnis and Frank King.
1: Trying to improve my life, I bought a computer. Well, I don't know
0: how to use it, but, uh...
1: Well, that's not true. I know how to play solitaire on it. Yeah, so basically I'm the proud owner of a $2,000 deck of cards. But it has auto-shuffle! Oh, and here's a fun fact I read. I read you way less when you get up than any other time during the day. I got to stop working out, start sleeping in. A couple more naps, that fat will come right off. You snooze, you lose. <sighs> you know, hi, Kingo. Hi, Jan.
2: Jill. Hi, Chip. Good to see there. you.
1: Let me hide a few of my baseball cards so people don't see my wealthy baseball cards and want to break into my place. <laughs> hey, here's a shoebox. This will make me taller. Are we recording? Are we live? We are. We are recording. Hi, right,
2: everybody. Hi, we'll start off with a welcome to over 50 and and funny. Today we got uh, Chip Chinnery.
1: Hi, how are you guys? Sorry I'm
2: late. Everyone there. knows Chip. I'm Everyone fine. knows Chip.
0: <laughs> and Chip knows where he worked with everyone
1: That's true yeah. Cause, uh, We worked together, Frank and I worked together And I got to go back to February 13th and 14th in 1989 And Jan, I'm, I'm not specific on the exact date But I think it was December of 96
2: uh, You You and I worked together?
1: In uh, uh, Virginia They're good inn Yes, they're good inn, Virginia
2: Beach The only thing I remember about that whole thing Was you taking that damn picture <laughs> I don't if remember I any it, of my, the shows. I don't remember the headliner or the feature. Whoever, the, I guess you were headliner and I was MC.
1: Yeah, I and, just uh, remember
2: standing against the wall and you insisting on this picture, and I thought it was ridiculous. I'm like, I'm an MC. You don't need me in this.
1: <laughs> you know what I should do? I should have prepared and just had it at the ready, because I could do that. I could have this picture and pop it up. But that's you know we can feed that in later.
2: Ooh. ooh. <laughs> well, in, no, that,
0: in your in your book, Jimmy, are all the comics you worked with in your book?
1: Well, that's the thing I've been work, working as I've touched face with both you guys. As you know, I had a, um, I used to keep a journal on the road and I also snap pictures, like Jen was saying, of every comic I worked with. So I have 10 years or so of road pictures of everyone I worked with from the late 80s, 88 to 97, 99 even. So every time I did a gig, I said, hey, come on, let's get a picture. Jan, David. OK, we took a picture in front of the logo of the club or whatever, and um I, a few years ago, I was like, I should, what am I going to do next? Well, I don't know. I have 5,000 photographs and a <laughs> journal that I kept. Maybe there's a story in there. Maybe there's a book. I'm not famous, but I thought it would be interesting. And, and so I, I did a deep dive. I got the, I got the, uh, I got the uh, dragon, naturally speaking. It's not an ad, but it, it worked out really well. It's the software. You, you buy it. It comes with a headphone for crying out loud. So you can look like Judy from Time Life sweet. If that's an older reference, I don't know, but that's 30 years ago. Um, it's it okay, you all the people on. here
2: are over 50. So. Yeah, we
1: all <laughs> it. yeah, you put the headset on and you try, I just read my journal from start to finish and it took, I don't know, months and months and months to do and um, it transcribed it all into a Word document so I had something to work with and uh, it was, uh, it's interesting how much you don't remember and I would, I, so many things I read, I was like, I have no idea about I don't remember this at all. Who's Stephanie? She's hot, evidently, because I wrote Stephanie's <laughs> hot. I can't believe blah blah blah. And it's like,
2: I wish dead. I had done that. That's the one thing I've said, and I've said it for the last ten years too. I should have started one when, when I realized I should have started one. You know, yeah. I just don't remember stuff, and I don't remember people, and I don't remember, uh, you know, if I didn't keep in touch. There was no Facebook back then. There was no, yeah, you know, anyone popping up with a memory from twenty years ago. That's really it's- a. A shame because it was a lot of fun and there was a lot of things that happened and you don't you know
1: it's you true remember. we had uh, that's kind of a, i hope in a way i mean it's these are my stories but it's also the same stories that everyone has it's like oh i remember oh i remember working with frank king and uh, where was it and then, then everybody can reminisce about Tommy their stories Jones.
0: pardon comedy zone winston we, or greensboro
1: we did greensboro yes it was greensboro with scott shaw the headliner and yes, frank was the new head very Frank was the very smooth middle act. I, I was. I remember even at that time I was because I did a gig right after we worked together, and I I was told before the show that uh, the waitress said, "Oh, the guy in the front row, he's a car dealer and he's on a lot of TV commercials." So I did what at the time was I learned from Frank like a month before is just weaving in all of my TV jokes or car jokes referencing this guy so do you work at the oh yeah you ever and everybody thought i was a genius coming up with it off the top of my head and i was going frank king i learned that from frank yeah sweet, sweet. so you live and learn
0: <laughs> yeah i used to have a stack of cards uh called them tossaways and i would write down uh like uh lawyer you know lawyers auto dealers, right. you know divorce so whatever anybody said i had you know had a story and and I That's think Chip, that was the uh, club where there was a the young woman who only slept with EMCs.
1: Well, she must have been off that week. <laughs> no such luck.
2: That's it. She was off. She was not there and just walked away. It
1: wasn't that she didn't find me attractive or funny. No. I mean, she must have been off, right?
0: Well, right. we were all talking about it. You know, why would you, you know, why would you sleep with the MC? And somebody, some other comic goes, well, maybe she can only do 15 minutes. Uh Oh, Frank. Oh, Frank, I can't believe you said that. What was your home club, Jim? Cincinnati?
1: Yeah, I started um, in Cincinnati. I, I did kind of two shifts. I started when I was 16 as a at DWI, D period, W period, EYE. It was a bar in 1981. Jimmy wow. Carter had just left office six months before. So it was a long time ago. And um, I was just a guy trying it. And 16 year olds aren't usually funny, you know. You have no life reference. You're not, you, a, <laughs> you barely started driving, you know, you don't have. A, How
2: about that prom? <laughs>
1: exactly. You guys all remember prom? <laughs> yeah. What's your insight, young man? Is it going to, hmm, it's not going to be good. So my, my time there, I, I have the old audio cassettes because I'm a collector, as you can tell from the journals and the pictures, an archivist, I guess. Boy.
2: Porter, yeah. Porter.
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Porter. But it's digitized now. I got rid of the tape. So they're all digitized. So it's very organized hoarding.
2: Oh, cool. OK, that's good.
1: But my sets were horrible. I had one good joke. Um, It was an impression of Richard Nixon. Uh, You know, (laughs) a lot of a lot of actors do commercials, a lot of athletes. But now uh, I think you're going to find a lot of politicians are going to start doing commercials. And I think one of them make you something like this. And then I turn around and come back with my fellow Americans. Back in the early 1970s, I needed a tape I could rely on. And I held up the Maxell tape, which at the time their slogan was a tape you could rely on, which it's solid. It's like it's an aberration in my whole set. It's like, wait, what? That was funny. What did the kid come up with? Who did you
2: steal that from?
1: Exactly. So, this is wrong. There's a diamond in this rough that I don't think is your diamond. But it was. And my buddy Fine. Dan Tudor came up with the opening line for it, you know, like maybe you've seen the uh, Ted, per- Ted Kennedy up Periscope driving school. Anyway, so that was another politician's commercial.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much every huh? open micro
0: had one good line, you know. Yeah, you and I dozing in the back, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere,
2: whoa, like, whoa!
1: That's what I think. What pulls that person in? It's like they're funny, and they kind of have one thing, and then they kind of tried filling filling in other jokes for their set, but. <laughs> they kind of lead with that one funny thing and it's like, okay, so they have something. There's a little germ there. Yep. And when you're 16, I think that's all you can hope for.
2: That's what we keep, uh, we keep saying trying a joke that never hits and then one, every 10th time it hits and you're like, yeah, see, see, it's funny. And you drags you it drags you in and you keep trying it and you bring it back up again.
0: <laughs>
1: try and try.
0: So oh, you so start there and then you quit and you start again someplace else.
1: Well, I started, I did about a dozen open mics and, uh, it was during the summer before my senior year in high school. I did 10 open mics and then kind of went back to high school living and I still dabbled. I want to giggles comedy club open in Cincinnati down at union terminal in January of um, 82. I went down there. This is how desperate, how, how I had a good grasp of how not really funny I was or good. I wasn't slick. I was boring and monotone. And uh, I realized, well, uh, there's going to be every Sunday night they had an amateur night, and uh, the winner got to open for that week's show. Oh, so I I've gone down there a few times and not won. And then I realized, oh wait, the Bengals are going to be in the Super Bowl, and there's an open mic night at Giggles. That might be my chance because ah. normal people will be at a Super Bowl party, and so I went to a Super Bowl party. It ended. I go. All right, I'll uh, talk to you guys later. And I zipped down to the Union Terminal to Giggles, and I won that night because you know there are five people there in the audience. And oh, bad. But <laughs> and you opened for Jeff DeHart and Walter Ross and Dean Rainsburg. Mm. Jeff DeHart's mm. still he's he's legit. He's still out there, I believe, working. I I reconnected with him on Facebook. Writing this book, I've reached out to so many people via social media or their websites. And so I'm sure he didn't remember me, but I'm like, here, here's the picture. (laughs) We worked together. (laughs) I was the bad one with the Nixon joke. And uh, that was that.
2: And then from there you went on or you got it, went to college, did kind of, what'd you do?
1: I went to Miami University and I just kind of dabbled. I did, uh, you know, I was the host of the Alpha Z Delta. I think it was the Alpha Z Delta suntan contest. And uh, it just, you know, I do, I do, I would do talent shows and I'd lose to, Couple times, I always would lose to someone singing Amazing Grace, which, you know, they start clapping their hands. Everybody on your feet. Amazing. Boo. Boo. I'm the guy booing in back. <laughs> but I kept getting better, which I think comes with maturity. And you can't really rush that, I don't think. So, so then, um, anyway, I have some workers here, but today I just heard them knock on the door. You guys want to talk to amongst yourselves while I come right back?
0: Or is that sure. crazy? No, that's all right, Chip. I'm going to see what they want. one minute. Your, <laughs> You're a real estate magnate. You got all these, uh, you know. Let's the,
2: talk about Chip. Chip, yeah. people don't know. We got to ask Chip about his, uh, his TV. He's done a, people don't realize Chip's done TV commercials a ton and TV shows. He's been on tons of stuff.
0: Yeah. You know? He started by going to those um, pay-to-play showcases where they had casting directors
1: Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to totally? be just fine.
0: All right, Chip, <laughs> we were talking about when you first came to L.A., you would go to those pay-to-play, you know, perform for the casting directors, which I think they finally made it illegal. Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: But. <laughs> but it helped your career. <laughs> yeah, you I met thought Jackson it was a great thing.
0: Pardon? And you auditioned thirty-one, two, three times, got your first commercial?
1: Well, I, uh, I um, i I moved here in 94 and I started auditioning. It was a, my 160th audition was the one that I booked and it was wow. a commercial. So it took me, uh, three and a half years of auditioning. And, uh, I finally booked a commercial for Six Flags Hurricane Harbor and I was their spokesman and they paid me
2: $20,000. I was
1: just thought that was fantastic. I was ecstatic. I got, you can see the commercial on my website. I still have it, but it's, uh, at com, but it's uh it was my first and then that I went on a little one, hot streak.
0: That was 160.
1: That was number 160. And then then I started booking like one out of 12 auditions for commercials. Wow. And then I started getting into sitcoms and I don't remember the ratio there but I started booking. I did a couple of, four episodes of Third Rock from the Sun and Friends and Seinfeld and it was really cool. I had a great run from 97 to 2001ish. Yeah. And then I still kept booking, but there was the fever, the Chip Chinnery fever subsided. They're <laughs> like, okay, what do they say? The five steps of being an actor is who's Chip Chinnery? Get me Chip Chinnery. Get me a younger Chip Chinnery. Get me a Chip Chinnery type. And then who's Chip Chinnery? So yeah. <laughs> go through that. And right now, I'm who's Chip Chinnery to many people.
2: Well, how, how many commercials, like you did Staples and what, uh, you run every commercial. You I would did just 74, run
1: 74 commercials. 70. Wow. And I did 44 in that first five years. Uh, somebody just asked me about that recently and and I looked at it. I did 44 commercials in my first five years.
2: Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: A lot of Bud Light campaign that Sean Hayes was in. I just had a lot of stuff. I was very fortunate. It was fun.
2: Were you, uh, was that your goal to be in TV and commercials when you started with the comedy or did you just want to be a famous stand-up what was a? The- I
1: i wanted to be a famous stand-up and i wanted to do comedy but i also I, I i shouldn't say just be a stand-up i also wanted to do sketch i wanted to do like saturday night live stuff
0: hmm.
1: and improv so i knew chicago had second city and the improv world and sketch world but i lived in cincinnati and so stand-up was the first thing i could do you know driving uh-huh. down the street without moving to chicago so i did i liked stand-up and But it wasn't the only thing I wanted to do. So I wanted to do it all. And then, um, you know, of course, for me, the road was so tough. After about five years, I was like, I'm done. I can't do this.
2: But you're in such a good location in Cincinnati. I mean, it's it's essential to get to anything, you know.
1: They said I read something once. that said uh, Columbus, Ohio is within 900 miles of two thirds of the population of the country. Uh-huh. Wow when you think about it it swings all the way to the east down to Florida out to the mid middle of the country and it's true so you are very centrally located in Ohio and yeah. uh, but just the grind I mean it started off like oh this is great I'm gonna be in a different town every week and eat out every meal <laughs> and then it became I'm in a different town every week and I eat out every meal
2: right you know? <laughs> I yeah. know nobody I'm not anywhere no, I, have no no one
1: here. I could die in the apart in the hotel they wouldn't know
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's for sure.
0: But the well, um, isn't there a redheaded yeah. guy who looks a little bit like you, Chip? They, I swear to goodness, occasionally I, I catch him out of the corner of my eye and think you would—it was you doing the commercial. And, yeah,
1: there's always a new redhead. Damn it, get me a Chip Chinnery <laughs> type. That's the Chip Chinnery type. um yeah. the Everyman. Yeah, I've I've made a I've done well, so I I'm happy with that. I uh, to answer your question, I wanted to get in TV and movies and. Commercials, I think, were great. I love doing them. I mean, still love doing them. They're, to me, you get to be funny in a 30 second spot. You probably are making four funny things happen, which is right. great. And it I airs did, on did, national did. TV and it's great. I like it.
2: Did you do movies too? You've done everything I, else, for crying out loud.
1: Done uh, five feature films. I did Coyote Ugly. I played a cop in Coyote Ugly. That was probably my most famous movie. Um, nice. I played uh, ABC president Rune Arledge in the movie Battle of the Sexes, uh, the one where Steve Carell played Bobby Riggs and Emma Stone played Billie Jean King. Oh,
2: yeah. I was an extra in the original version. When I got out to L.A., I did extra work and the original Battle of the Sexes. I was I was there that morning at four at 3 (laughs) a.m.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah, I had a cool story because I was sitting on, on set with Emma Stone and we're just filling time between takes and. I was like, oh, so Emma, where are you from? She's like, uh, Scottsdale. I'm like, oh, that's nice. She goes, eh. she says, where are you from? I said, Cincinnati. She said, oh, my folks are from Columbus. They went to Miami. And I was like, figuring they might be around my age. I go, I went to Miami. What year did they graduate? She goes, 82. I go, 86. Oh. Was she in a sorority or fraternity? Or? Well, my mom was a DG. And I said, huh, OK. And they called us to set to do something. And I texted my buddy, whose wife was a Delta Gamma. And I was like, I know the years are off. I wouldn't have known her mom, but did she ever, whatever, come to Miami and visit the sorority? And then my buddy's friend wrote back, and she was a Delta Gamma as well. She goes, Margaret, she writes back. She goes, yeah, uh, Emma's mom or Emma's aunt is Karen Yeager. She was Katie's and my roommate. I go, I not know. What? So I come back from the break, and I go, Emma, the world just got smaller. I know your aunt Karen. What? No. Who's your, what's your name?
2: What are you Katie and Who Mervick?
1: So it was a small world thing. I was like, geez.
2: Oh funny.
0: Yeah, it was fun.
2: Another connection.
0: So favorite comic to work with besides Jan and uh Fred. and you? Well yeah. And well, I like the leaker.
1: Brett Leeks. very funny.
2: Ah oh, yeah,
0: Brett.
1: Um you Jeff very funny. John Regie, very funny. Yeah. Rigi. Shannon, very funny. I always tried we always would hook up and uh, try to work spring training. Sean and I would because uh, being baseball fans. Do you know Sean?
0: Didn't his brother pass away?
1: He did, Charlie.
0: Yeah. Is Brett Leake still alive? Pardon? Is Brett
1: Leake still oh, alive? Oh, I didn't know. I believe he is, as of
2: yeah, not too long ago. I haven't talked to him.
1: Or,
2: I haven't talked to him in a few years, but uh, I don't I think he got married or something.
1: Uh, he has a lady friend. I don't know if they're married or not, but as okay. of uh, a few months ago, oh. I got an email f- out of the blue from him. For okay. yeah, he's just so- not
2: talking to us.
1: Well, <laughs> I have an issue with that too, Jan. He's not talking <laughs> as much as I'd like because we have a nice conversation. But I feel the next time we talk, I'll be angry at him. And say, dude, does your phone dial out? Oh. <laughs> One of those guys.
2: That, that might be the problem. Uh.
1: I, you, least know, favorite,
0: you know, least favorite comic, Jim.
1: Least favorite comic, boy, to work with. Yeah, worked in, did a week with or whatever.
2: Frank asked the hard hitting questions on this one. That's
1: right. Yeah, I don't know that I have one I disliked, but one that pops to mind was I worked and for not because I hated him, but it's because of weirdness. Uh, there was a guy named Tex Walker, the wacko from Waco, who was a magician. And uh, he had a bunny and we were working in Houston at Spellbinders. And at one point we're in the condo and he's, he knocks on my door. Hey, would you mind help me get my bunny? It's, it's uh, under the bed and he's in the corner and I can't get him. So I I have a broomstick and I've got him in the corner cornered. Would you mind just reaching in and grabbing him? I'm going, you want me to reach in and grab a cornered animal? (laughs) No, I'm going to, I'll hold the stick for you. (laughs) <laughs> on this side you can grab him oh, okay and then he reached down and, ow he bit me so there i was smart not to do what tex walker the wacko from waco wanted
2: <laughs> the only magician not named great scott i guess is that? yeah <laughs> any other any well when does your book come out you gotta have some good stories in there from uh, any stories that pop out at you that uh, people told you you're like whoa I'll i you, remember that
1: i started writing it and because i've never written a book and uh I'm like going gig by gig, photo, stories, whatever happened. And I was like, how long is a book? I don't even know how many words are a book. <laughs> so I'm asking Google and it's like eh, 50,000 is a book. And I, was like, I do a search on my thing. Well, I'm at 50,000 for the first year. <laughs> oh. I'm like, hmm. I realized that I was like, my first plan was to take 10 years of the road and put it in a book. And then that's, if I want to do it with all these photos, it's just not going to happen. So I think the plan is to release the first year and just get it out there. People can like it or not. And it's just a fun exercise. I don't think anybody's going to buy it other than people we know or comedy fans. But
2: the first, So you'll publish the first year of your book, of your road? Yeah, it'll be my be first like... year on
1: the road. And then uh, oh, wow. we'll see what happens. What's, then... it, what's it called? Uh, my working title is Got Up, but only because... It's weird. In my journal, I would write, you know, the date, and then I wrote, "Got up, went running," or "Got up, did push-ups," "Got up, did radio." Oh. Thinking, of course, I got up. Why? Of course, yes, that's understood. Why would I say? <laughs> why would I waste the ink? Am I just getting fired up? Am I priming the pump?
0: <laughs> so yeah. I don't
1: know if that's going to be the title, but that's the one I call it right now. I call well, it.
0: Up. It's a comedy term as well. Did you go to the improv? Yeah, I got up. hmm yeah. You know, yeah, that's true.
1: Exactly. It's like well, comics do need to they get up on stage, so.
0: Where'd you headline the first time?
1: Well, uh, I did a headlining in college, but that wasn't good. <laughs> I wasn't. That was a gig I produced, so that doesn't count. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs>
2: hmm, who should headline this? Hmm. hmm I well. think
1: who could possibly know everyone in the room? Hmm, <laughs> I should just find it for you and tell you because I have the documents nearby. I figure uh,
2: you. You hate just guessing on stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say, if I were to guess, a real full-time club that I started headlining was probably for Ken Muller on one of the runs out there where it's a two-man show. Muller run. Yeah, because it's kind of like you start in this set of clubs, like these A clubs, you start as an MC, and then you say, I want a middle. And they go, well, we need tape. So then you go to a whole different set of clubs that are probably B clubs that let you do a half hour. And then you get that tape, and then you show that back to the A clubs. And they say, oh, okay, now you can come here. So you bounce back and forth between these clubs. So it would have been a B club that uh, let me do it. And thats it's actually easier to close a two-man show than to open one. So I was happy about that, I think. You're kind of
2: featuring and just just its kind of like a warm-up and then you and then.
1: That's my opinion. What do you guys (laughs) think?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I actually, uh, I can't remember the first club I headlined. I do remember I headlined each and every punchline. Nice. Yeah. Every time I headlined a punchline, two weeks later, it closed.
2: <laughs> well, so,
0: hmm. Yeah, so uh, Ron D'Annunzio said, Frank, I want, we want you to headline Sandy Springs. And I said, Ron, uh, I've headlined all the other clubs, and, you know, two weeks later, they all closed. You sure you want me to headline? <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's the closer.
0: Yeah, I don't man. remember
2: my first headline, but I do remember standing in a room once thinking I was the feature and the MC got up and then he fin- finishes, walks past me and goes, Okay, it's yours. And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? It's who wears the headliner? No, you're you're that's your headliner. Nice. <laughs> they had cut the headliner until that weekend, so you know, it was a kind of a money saver oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> All of a sudden.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got goes, some do you
2: wanna do. All right.
1: <laughs> I had some one nighter once and it was like I thought I was the middle act, and so I just went up in the middle. Yeah. And then they told me it's three hundred bucks. It was a one nighter for Krista Petta in Lexington, Kentucky. And I was wrong. It was I was supposed to close, but I didn't know because I went to get paid and they go. I got three hundred bucks. Well, why aren't you supposed? to? I'm like I don't know. Took the money, ran, and the middle act closed, which is oh fun. funny. Oh funny. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, chips also um, a ver uh, an accountant, right? Was that your was your previous job? How do you, how come you're this money person? Because he has chips, that, money that, tips, which yeah, is a chip's great. Money. Thank great, you. great e You got to subscribe to it, chipsmoneytips.com. Is that
1: it? Chipsmoneytips.com. It's just a personal finance blog that I, I'm a hobbyist. I don't actually have a degree in that. I don't have any no. accreditation. I'm just a guy who's come across some great ways to make some money or save some money or do this and that and you get a thing. So I like I to have- tell people about it. Best rates for this, a credit card for that. Why you want to get a living trust or living will. It kind of runs the gamut.
2: It's great. I've I've saved and made a ton of money listening to your advice. So Chip Thank has you. been very, very um, helpful. And the easing is great. So we will encourage people to sign up. Yeah. Yeah. Keep fun. up the good
0: work. And now that I have paid off all my credit cards, Chip. Uh, nice. Yeah. A friend of mine said, "Now here's what you do, Frank. After you pay them all off, and your credit score jumps back up, which you did. Yeah. Because you now you find the cards with the most miles. Yeah. Airline miles where you have to spend the least amount of money in three months or whatever." Right. And just, you know, spend that much money, pay it off, turn the card in, wait for the next great, you know, Alaska Air Deal or whatever it is. So you got yep. some advice on uh, a card that generates miles?
1: Well, I tell you, the uh, the mile cards are great. I have those on my website, too. So if that's where the daddy-o makes money. If you click through my site to go get the credit card, I was going
2: to say, oh. go through Chip's site. Yeah, Chip's okay. money tips. Yep.
1: So that's full disclosure. But what I do, that's even... I think more valuable right now because I have stockpiled so many miles. I have probably, I have over a million, five miles on different airlines. I've been hoarding those, but I should probably use them. Cause I even <laughs> I'll fly with them and I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to use a first class ticket. That's so many points. I'm like, gosh, but now I'm trying to talk myself into just using the miles for first class and treating myself. Yeah. Since I've, Good. you know, Save them and saved them. But what I'd like to do now is uh I get like to do the offers that give you five hundred bucks. You get a ink cash business card, for example, and if you spend a few thousand dollars, they'll give you five hundred dollars. Hmm. And that seems like a tremendous thing. I'll have to go to your site that.
0: and look around.
2: Yes. I've got about fourteen bank accounts thanks to chip going, Hey, here's <laughs> one, get two hundred bucks over here. Get two hundred I literally have at least six of them yeah actively working on now
1: <laughs> i have those as well i have i think i have like a dozen it's crazy i have like a dollar like, in each one so that yeah
2: like i'm not trying to launder money i'm just trying to, <laughs> trying to make two hundred dollars
1: <laughs> ms mcginnis what are all these accounts nothing just, <laughs> yeah. the rate may go up at that account and i want to move my money there then i'll have more interest
2: right i'll get an extra nickel it <laughs> <That Yeah>. works
1: <laughs> yeah and sometimes they'll offer you money too just to move it which i like i think that's a great idea there's yeah. a, several several brokerage houses out there. So if you're somebody who has a lot of stock, a lot of the brokerage houses like TD Ameritrade or whichever ones I'm trying to think of, Chase has deals right now. If you move your, they'll have a deal where, oh yeah, move X amount of money in assets over here and we'll give you this much money. Like right now, I just saw some offer. Chase priority, private client is going to give you if you had a quarter of a million dollars in stock and or cash, they'd give you $2,000. So the hustle, the I mean hustle sounds like it's wrong. The, the game, the offer is that you'd go, I'd like to open this account, Chase person. Oh, great. Well, welcome to the Chase family. And then you say, I want to try out being a private client. What's that? Well, if you move $250,000 here and I'd say, well, I've got. That much in stock. Let me move it to your place and see how how being a private client works. And then they say, "Great, leave it here for ninety days. We'll give you two thousand dollars." And you say, "Great." And then they give you two thousand dollars, which I think and is amazing. You, and you moved it again, I assume. Well, I wouldn't want to say that, but other place, Merrill Lynch does that sort of thing. Like, and other, another thing, there's no
2: loyalty in chips loyalty.
1: Well, I'm not saying I do that, but people do that. <laughs> Um Merrill Lynch is always giving away deals and they actually give away a better deal than what they advertise if you call them. So they may have a deal saying, we'll give you 600 bucks if you move X amount of stock here and then call them up and then say, yeah, uh, I was looking at your thing. Is it is that the best deal you can get? And every time I've done that, they go, well, actually, we can give you 50 percent more right now if you deal with me and move it over because the guy who you're talking to wants that to be under his umbrella so that he gets more money later for having yeah that much money under his umbrella. So well,
2: speaking of money, do you remember how much you got paid uh, when you started out? I remember my first year of doing stand up and I still have my day job, but so I do it weekends. I made $1,800 and I went to, for the whole, you know, the whole year and <laughs> not right. one gig. And I went to the, I remember going to H and R block for my taxes and the guy's like, you should have, uh, written down you know get better notes about where all the money and the things you spent and I looked at him I said you have no idea how excited I am to make $1,800 in stand-up comedy and how floored I am that I did it yeah. <laughs> I'm just shocked. I'm still a deer in headlights that I did this so I'll take your advice but right now you know we got to figure out this mess
1: <laughs> yeah you get to write off so much of it that's where I, I look back at my <laughs> if you go into your social security at SocialSecurity.gov. You yeah. can see back in the 80s or 90s when we're all doing stand up on the road and that's how our living was made. The amount of money we made was so small; it was like three thousand dollars. Because after taxes, I made three thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> I didn't pay into the system very much.
0: Yeah, but no. but do recall the punchline was paying four four fifty plus fifty dollars travel to MC back in the day.
1: They did. Ooh. That was I, I loved that. The fifty dollars to travel. I got in right at the end of that in the late 80s. And uh and uh, I was like, you pay travel? This is great.
0: Yep.
2: Wow. Of course yeah. you're coming from Texas, fifty bucks, but still back then gas was a dollar dollar gallon. So it kind of worked out. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: I don't do you know the state of stand up right now as far as the road goes, before the pandemic, of course. I mean, are there weekend clubs? Are there week long clubs? I'm yeah. I'm kind of out of it.
0: Yeah, they're weekend clubs. We go on clubs. They they don't pay much. They don't pay anywhere near what they used to pay. Oh, really?
2: Uh, yeah. I don't know what a headliner who's got a draw—not ta- not talking um, famous, but just someone who's known enough in comedy circles. i have no idea what what they would get for a week. Yeah. Um. Now.
1: Because you guys moved I, more to the corporate, I take it.
2: And I've never been a draw. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nor have I. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah. I remember you Move had all the, the
1: great. Frank, you had all these great slides of real signs that people saw out there on the yeah. road.
2: And
1: yeah, I realized right now that anybody could fake that with Photoshop, right?
0: Yeah, right. But yeah. I, I took ninety percent of myself.
1: Yeah, I remember. You still use the signs?
0: Oh yeah. Okay, okay. good. You yeah, we were traveling, traveling
2: with a with a projector.
0: Yeah, right? I traveled with a Kodak Carousel. Had a little platform built and I hung it from the uh, stuff, you know, hung it from the ceiling. Nice. Uh, and headlines hated me. They hard did. to follow the signs? Yeah, they, they come in the room as I was setting up, oh, not that freaking <laughs> slide. <laughs> it's hard to follow. No, no, it's just <laughs> slides. What else is it going to be? Nothing. It's
1: just slides. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> and but Steve, Steve Rizzo gave me an idea at about day 2000 on our road trip. He goes, how long have you been on the road? I said, you know, 2000 days and nights and change. He goes, man, you need to call ahead to the newspaper entertainment driven weekly to radio stations say, look, I'm, I'm a comic. I'm coming to town. i have at home for 2,100 nights. And it worked. Um, really? Yeah. I was on the front page of the entertainment uh, driven weekly or the entertainment section of the paper and the club owners loved it because they didn't have to do anything. Yeah. I was at uh, the bone in uh, St. Louis. I think I came into the club as a middle, like dragging a, an ABC camera crew from the local affiliate and I still remember hearing Dennis Miller go, how the hell is that?" <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> the of... has got a camera crew.
1: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, because that's I... a hook. It's a nice PR hook.
0: And I came this close to getting a Toyota commercial because back then they—if uh, you had a 4Runner had over 250 miles, thousand mm-hmm. miles—you, they. So I, every time I got TV or whatever newspaper, I sent it into whatever the advertising agency was. Uh, you know who was handling Toyota? Right. And Finally, I called up the guy. I said, uh, "Hey, man, I'm Frank King. I'm uh And he goes, "Stop right there. I know exactly who you are. I've got a, I got a foot, you know, like three foot tall stack of videos from you." He goes, "Look, you're there's six, six, six of you. Got the Toyotas. We're gonna pick one of the six. So you know, you got a one in six shot of being in the commercial, and I didn't wow. get it, but I made it that far anyway. That's great. Oh, very good. How very many miles
1: did you get on yours?"
0: Uh, I think I had uh, close to 300000 when I rolled it. Oh, wow. Coming home from Orange County, middle of the night, fell asleep at the wheel, going 65 down Interstate 5 right by the um, Amphib base there, just north of Pendleton. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. woke up, didn't know where I was, oversteered left, oversteered right, rolled it once, rolled it twice, wheels down.
2: That is the the problem with working the road, too, the driving. That's just the... I had a recurring dream when I when I was working the road for years that I was asleep going down a mountain on in my car and wow. I couldn't open my eyes. <laughs> wow. And then I I'd didn't wake up that. right before we crashed. It's scary.
1: Wow. I didn't have that one, thankfully. I don't think I ever had any driving nightmares. That's that's significant. Ugh.
2: Oh, I had a lot of I had nightmares and I had real life nightmares. you know, driving's tough. I mean, and you're tired and you don't want to spend the forty bucks on a motel and you know, you're sleeping behind a McDonald's or something, trying to catch a few hours. It's, it's that's a tough life.
1: I once yeah. did. A, I did. a, I didn't want I I was doing the Johnny Walker comedy competition. Oh, in yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was going to be at uh, Zanies in Nashville. And oh. you you had it. This is 89. And I just was starting and I decided I, I was going to go down there. But I didn't want to get up at dawn in Cincinnati and drive four and a half hours. So. I left at midnight because I preferred to drive at midnight. It was just, and that was easier for me. But um, <laughs> I'm also surprised I didn't have accidents because I loved driving at night and I would drive for eight hours overnight and wow. sometimes, you know, stop in the rest stop and sleep. But for this competition, I left Cincinnati at midnight, drove down. My plan was this I was going to drive down to the SAE house at Vanderbilt and pretend that I was a, an SAE fraternity guy from (laughs) Miami of Ohio. And, uh, so I walked, I parked out front. I had my plan. I parked out front, walked in, looked around, heard a couple guys in some room. And I was like, I'm not going to, why, why risk it? So I grabbed my sleeping bag and my pillow and found the TV room. Nobody was in there. And I just (laughs) crashed on a couch. (laughs) Yeah. Got up the next morning, looked around, no one was there. And I i, I was in a fraternity in college. So I was like, this is strange that no one's here. And so I looked around, walked around the entire fraternity house looking for a shower, one of those gang showers like at a yeah. gym, and nothing. I'm like, then I heard some dude in the kitchen. I go, hey, man, uh, is there a shower around here? Uh, yeah, this, the officers live here. So yeah, the you know, showers are all in their rooms. I go, oh, okay. He didn't care. I was just some guy. He probably assumed I was somebody's brother or something i didn't have to lie is there a shower here and he's yeah so i found an open room took a shower left and uh went down to the contest so thanks brothers for this free housing
2: that is a great story chip
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the stories you'll see in the book coming out sometime in the next millennium well
2: well your 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 book is gonna be great. I can't wait to read it. I'll buy I'll buy a copy. And, um, and I don't know any any other parting thoughts. You guys, you, Chip is Chip is just one of my favorite oh. nicest guys. I've enjoyed. I I I don't know how we stayed in touch because we know Facebook after we met. But you probably right. I don't know how we reconnected. Probably did a gig somewhere.
1: Offhand, yeah, I don't recall. But it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're just uh.
2: it's been been been. Great, funny, and yeah, uh, chipsmoneytips.com well. and <laughs> chipchittery.com. Yeah,
1: yeah, see all my nonsense. You can look at all my clips on my website and uh, the money tips at chipsmoneytips.com. And I'm on a veil for a TV show called Be Positive coming up. That's the hot news. Let's see if I book it ever. I want, I want news from my agent that I'm going to book Be
2: positive. it. Be You're positive. Gonna get yeah. it.
1: It's the new Thomas Middleditch uh, show on CBS, Chuck Lorre's show. But I just auditioned for some guest star part and nice. That's strange when you shoot something from your living room and send it in and hope that it worked.
0: So be positive is it blood type?
1: That's I, I'm not sure what how it comes. I think it has something to do with I think the promos say that he gets a kidney from some stranger and they I bet become friends and lovers or something. I don't know. But that has nothing to do with my role, Frank, that I'm hoping to book. Oh. But that's the I,
2: I like enough. the old commercials you post too on Facebook. Very fun.
1: The old twenty years ago. Yes.
2: Humor still works.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's fun. Richard
2: funny. Nixon impersonations.
1: Well, that's gold. Maybe I bring that back. <laughs> yeah, you should bring <laughs> that, that. Is back. gold. over fifty is classic. <laughs>
2: what? funny stuff. that
1: and we all know my what Joey Heatherton is. chunk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, cool. All right, great Chip, talking well, thanks. with you, thanks
1: Chip. For joining us, good talking to you yeah. guys. Be well, and yeah. uh, thanks for letting me take a break to talk to the guys.
0: Stay in touch, <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll go to Chip chipsmoneytips.com to get to see which credit card I should be using.
1: Yeah, and if you good. if anybody, even you or anybody, has questions, just email me, and I'm happy to talk to you, guide you through. Mm-hmm. It's the concierge service you get here at Chips <laughs> Money Tips. So
2: it is good, right. Chip. Hey, great, Steve. See you guys.
0: Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Over 50 and F and Funny with comedians Jan McGinnis and Frank King. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, review and subscribe and tell your friends. If you did not enjoy the podcast, we hope you have no friends.